On today's episode, we're going to talk about the backdoor policy doc, how nursing homes, hospitals, they kind of make us funeral professionals always go through the back door and hide from everybody else. It's one way to look at the Grim Reaper, right? Keep them in the back. Thieving in the night. Thieves in the night. Listen in. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. Okay, Doc, so I'm going to take the reins on this because Kapali and I just had an experience where this really hit home. We've talked about this, and I can't remember what episode we talked about, but we've talked about how um, it's a problem, it, at least in my subjective. I'm not going to throw your name under this, but my my problem with going into nursing homes, hospitals, hospices, and a lot of them, I would say most of them in my area, have this, you got to come in through the back door. You can't let anybody see you. We don't want to alarm anybody. You're going you're gonna to make people upset and blah, 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 blah. And then I've also been at a couple places, and I'm probably very few. I would say maybe, Doc, 15%, where they have this really cool thing where they'll like put a quilt on your uh, cot. And then they'll have you literally walk through the whole staff. They'll bring out all the the people in the nursing home outside their doors, and they kind of give it like a almost like a a good farewell. Very respected, very very much. Um, there's a a lot like a love and also quietness and somberness, but like very much respect. But then I most places I go in, it's like you got to use the back elevator, which nobody's going to see you. We don't want anybody. We don't want you to alarm anybody. And so th- the reason I bring this up, especially in this situation, Doc, and I'm sure you'll get a chuckle out of this. So we go to the front of this building. And of course, they don't tell us that we have to come in a special door. We have to go all the way in. And then they go, oh, no, 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 no. You can't come through the front door. Okay. Now, mind you. The way that they wanted us to come in the back door, we still had to come by that same receptionist. And we had literally the elevator that they wanted us to go to. You can see from the cafeteria and everywhere else. So literally, it actually, in my opinion, gave us more attention because they made us go back to our car, put the cop back and go all the way around to come back. And we passed, like I said, that same desk. And I looked at the receptionist and I, man, I was grinding my teeth, Doc, to not be like, really? Like, this is absolutely silly. Like, this idea that we're hidden. Like, okay, if you're in a nursing home, and especially if you have a close-knit nursing home, which I know a lot of people, they, they love going to the, the, the lunches and the dinners down the hall, and they all sit together and play cards together and do puzzles together. They're not going to be like, oh, James just isn't here anymore. Hope oh, he must have went home. Like, no, they know that he died. So, what's the big difference in, in my opinion, giving this person a good send off, having us be respected? Because that's another thing too. I think subconsciously, it makes us funeral directors even more sneakier. Right? You got to come in the back door, and you can't bother anybody, and we don't want anybody to see you. Right? So, part of the um, America's way of viewing us is partially because we're told to do all these weird, sneaky, behind the 
backdoor things, right? Like these magicians, like come in the back door and here's a sleight of hand, right? Whoa, empty cot, full cot. Like what happened? Where did that person come from? I, I don't know. It bothers me, Doc. And it bothers me because it goes back to this whole thing where we're trying to hide death. We're trying to not bother anybody with grief and loss. But the true reality is, is they're going to know, most of those people are going to know that that person died and is gone. And now you're not even giving them an opportunity to maybe say their goodbyes or maybe even just pull up their hand, right? Because they're in a wheelchair or something, you know? Well, I just, I, I think about, <laughs> I think about a nursing home, right? In every nursing home I've ever been in um, and worked, you know, worked around or, you know, um, been involved with, they're very close niched community. So the thing is, is like, if you're trying to prevent them from being shocked with death, they will be shocked with death the next morning when they're like, oh, I'm going to go play chess with Frank. That's what I'm saying. They're empty room, right? And Frank is... <laughs> you're not Frank. You know, it, 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 it reminds me of, you know, like the, the parents that tell their kids, oh, uh, Buckley went to the farm. You know, Buck Buckley the, the, the farm. The, the dog went to the the farm, and you know he's playing with all the other. Yep, <laughs> dogs. It out wasn't there. the, the fish know? wasn't flushed down it's the like, toilet. It's it, it, to me, it's it's almost humorous that we think that that's going to make it better. Well, I think it's funny that we think it works. Like just that idea that like we can trick all these people. <laughs> they won't know. Well, and like here's another thing, Doc. So in these nursing homes, they always make us go through these side doors, right? And the best thing about nursing homes is every door is protected by a siren. So they have to get two nurses to sneak down a corridor, try to get the the alarm off, which 90% of the time they don't. So the second we walk in, you know, so that's not alarming at three o'clock in the morning by any means, form or shape. Like, okay. Um, and then the other thing too is like they always disappear. So they'll let us in sometimes and they got to go to work. I get it. Like they can't stand by a door for an hour while we, while we talk to the family and, and do all that. But then like, we're like, okay, we can't get out. So now I got to go through more halls, you know, where I'm just, it's just, it's in my opinion, ludicrous that we are, we are told that we have to hide. Like in hospitals, like we talked about this. I think this is actually where we brought this up. The idea that like they don't want to admit that death happens in the hospital. So that's probably why we're hidden down in the, the, the bowels you know of what, the hospital. The one thing I would say is maybe look at it in your guys' profession as like you guys are rock stars. Rock stars <laughs> always come through the yeah, back, baby. right? They're like, you don't know where they came in. They have bodyguards with suits that are like coming across. I mean, you're wearing suits. You know, this kind of does bring. Well, can we have some cool badges at least or some cool like. I feel like you guys should have like some speakers Ooh. on your cot so that when you're walking, you have your own like underglow, like, like a wrestler theme. What about on? underglow? Heck yeah. I Why think, not? Man, it, I think you would love that, Doc. If the cot that picked I just, you up. I feel like you guys should have like knocking on heaven's door or something like that. Okay. You know what? Let me, let me. Let me try to flip this I'm lens. Sorry, I'm sorry. Doc, let that me was, try. That was a little let bit me, too let me, let, humorous. No, let me, Doc, let me flip this lens. Help me out a little bit here. In your profession, uh, professional experience to try to figure out where they're coming from. Is it based on it's just causing the, the patients too much grief? Now, I can understand dementia patients. And I can understand um, patients that that would confuse them, right? Or scare them. 
I, I can I can at least I'm gonna, understand. I'm gonna go back to when we were going through COVID, and you guys were literally, you guys were literally pinned with when it came to getting the shot. You guys were in sanitation, right? They said we were the same as sanitation. Right? So think about that, right? I, but, I just, but oh, wait a minute. I you just, know what? You know what? I'm gonna answer this question. I think this is the best way to answer it. I think the medical field in general are not there to accept death. I, don't, I mean, they're I they're the, they're not, trained they're trained to keep you alive. Okay, but okay, but they're not fooling anybody. Well, they're definitely not fooling. <laughs> they're definitely not fooling us. But I do think that there is a lot of patients and people that don't deal with death well. Okay, so can I put this out? Let's, is in a sense, are they protecting them now? Let me put this out to the listener. Let me put this out to the listener real quick. Please do me a favor right now. If you have an opportunity to get on your email, email at us at letstalkaboutdeathpod at gmail.com and tell us if you think it's wrong that we have to hide the dead out of a building. Or, would you rather or, or would you rather us respectfully or is it right? Or do, do you do you think do you sign on to the idea that we should be thieves in the night? Thieves in the night. Thieves in the night. We Thieving come and take in the your, night. We take your loved ones, and you have no idea we took them. But like, the, 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 please just get at it. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested the how you think of. Well, this you know what? There's an there. interesting thought in my mind, and this is just and especially if you work for like a nursing home or hospital. ADHD brain, right? Why do we wear black? I don't wear black a lot when I go. Well, on I'm, calls, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. General, why do why do funeral directors, for the most part, wear black with a little bit of white, so you can see them? <laughs> well, they're really big in the sky and reggae. Yeah, there's a part of me that wonders if they're supposed to be hiding in shadows. But we, if we're gonna do that, then I need to at least have the the, the raccoon. Well, and if thing. you think about it, like if you think about any any description of the Grim Reaper, right? It's not there. He's not in like rainbow. He's not in clothes. white robe. Yeah, he's not in rainbow colored clothes. Like uh, what's the uh, in the Technicolor dream coat? Um, Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Thank you. But like you know, to me, I wonder if you guys. Your field, I mean, when you guys, guys, profession, your profession have put yourself into that position. Right. So should we be? But but what I find is interesting. So is it the I guess what I'm asking you, who needs to make the change? The funeral professional. Or the places that they go to visit. What really needs to happen is going back to we need to have an actual um, uh, a board. We need to have people that then encompass the whole death profession going okay is this right is this wrong okay boom let's change that and then they walk into the justice league of the death (laughs) professionals and then they walk into these places and say hey these are the this is the new protocol well the problem is well let's be honest nick most nursing homes are corporate now they're corporate run okay so have an actual professional be a good consultant. Well, I would imagine all these specifics. places have their own board, right? Yes, of people who aren't funeral professionals. So why or people who deal with grief? Why aren't funeral professionals on those boards? That Nick, man, you put it right in perspective. It's just like the same problem I have with why isn't a psychologist or a very well trained grief and loss suicide counselor, the, et cetera, whatever, et like on boards for schools? It makes no sense to me that. A place like that, 
wouldn't have a funeral professional, some some death professional on their staff. Do you want to hear something crazy? I, I, I just heard the statistics in our area. And hit it, me, it, hit it, me with the stats. Hit me with your best shot. So bum, bum, did you bum, know bum. that one? This is this is this. You're this giving is, me way too much of a buildup. What it, is this? This is crazy. One out of eight kids loses a parent before 19. Isn't that cr- that that now when they say lose a parent, that's to death. Yes. Not to no. they just death. Scramboozles. <laughs> Divorce. No. No, no, no. Like, you know, like some, I, I some mean, kids never know their dad. And some kids never know their mom, right? Isn't it the, I'm, I'm the same saying, thing at that it, point? But I'm it just saying death. No, it's death. It's gotta be death. That's crazy. Think that's, about that. That is a crazy statistic that I just I just I I just came across. I was just at a suicide uh benefit thing. And um I was helping out uh six feet and that statistic got brought up by um one of the um grief uh centers and the person brought up and i thought this was interesting Hmm. that's not including grandparents that's not including siblings that's not isn't that crazy doesn't that that like mind boggle you a little bit we are kind of straying away from the question but it's the same question i have the same weird question of why are we hiding bodies out the back door but I guess that's where we're going, right? The wraparound, right? To come full circle. <laughs> come full circle. I mean, here. we really, whoo, whoo, ADHD. I apologize to all my viewers. But like, but like, you're right. You're absolutely right. We need to take an account that if we know that it is way more beneficial for people to talk and experience and, and live through um, grief and work through it, why are we hiding you guys? Can, can, and let, let's just let's just take the terminology. What is a nursing home? Is a place where you get nursed, and it looks like a home. <laughs> no, but what age bracket are nursing homes? We're talking about normally the 70, 80 year olds. Okay, so ninety year olds. They're they're at the they're at the last portion of their life. They're at the stage of their life. Yes. Okay. Same thing. Geriatric. Hosp- what's hosp- what's a place? That, what's a hospital for? Geriatric. A place for sick people. Sure. Injured sick people. Yeah. Okay. Why are we hiding death? That's a part of. That's but a part I, but, of I, life. but I guess what I'm saying to you, and we've already talked about this, is that especially a hospital, they are trained to keep you alive. So every loss that they have is a negative to their hospital this ex- existential grief is causing me anxiety so i might end up in that hospital because i'm just that angry that we're doing how this. dare you come pick up billy bob down the hallway and bring your presence you grim reapers into our house well here's another thing too doc to think about a lot of the times they'll make us wait so they're making the family wait for us to come get their loved one yeah because they got to make sure the halls are cleared it just it it's 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 ludicrous. And again, everybody out there, please get back with us your thoughts on that. If you are running a nursing home, please get back to us at let's talk about death pod at gmail.com. Ask we us would to be love, on your panel. We would love to see Well, sit we with would you love guys. to hear your reasoning behind what you do. I don't know. Uh, subjectively, I don't know if I can. We need to give <laughs> we need to give space for everybody to have I, their opinion. I know, doc, but it is it's it's a challenge when this when this individual told me to go to the back door and then I end up going by that same desk. In the uh, <laughs> heading of the email, put urgent Dr. Kapal read. Yes, don't yeah, don't <laughs> skip Benny because I might have some uh, uh, choice prejudice. Prejudice. 
All right. I think we are ready for a Q&A, Doc. Hit me with your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Bum, bum, bum. Fire away. Q&A, Q&A. Everyone loves that Q&A. All right, here we go, Doc. I'm going to fire away. Ooh, here we go. You're going to like this one. It's a, it's a real good one, real close to home. Advice for brother's obituary. My brother ended his life earlier this week. My dad asked me if I would write the obituary. He said they wanted it as a sort of letter to my brother. I've searched online for some sort of example or template of this, but can't find anything. Do you have any advice on how to do something like this? Wow. That's dynamically, a lot of dynamics going on in that that statement. Um, I would imagine you're close because they're asking you to do it. Um, for, first, <laughs> first things first, anytime I tell anybody to write anything, um, especially when it's emotionally driven, is to make a draft. Make a draft, take a 24-hour like sleep on it kind of situation, and then get up the next morning and reread it. Why? I would imagine that you have a plethora, um, to listeners out there, that's a lot of emotions going on when you're trying to write a about your brother, especially when they've killed themselves. I would imagine that there is um, love, guilt, shame, happiness, sadness, worry all all and above emotions right and the thing is is that they have put you in a place where you have to somehow through your grief write about how much you love this person hopefully um you're coming to a place of empathy and compassion but at the same time, I would normalize if you had a lot, you had feelings of anger and frustration as well, and that is all normal. I think that's a a big normal when it comes to survivors of suicide. I think the biggest thing I would tell is is talk truth. How do you actually feel right now? How do you how do you want people to remember your brother? How do you want to remember your brother? I don't. Everybody's going to give you um, suggestions, but at the end of the day, you knew your brother. That's why everybody's asking you to do it. So, how do you want people to remember your brother? Because your brother, unfortunately, is not alive to help you through this. Your brother also, I, I would, unfortunately, has put you in a really in the hot seat, if you will. Because you have to not only write an obituary, but you have to write an obituary of of someone who ended their life, killed themselves. That is that is really tough. Um, you know what I would do? You know what I would really do is I would write a, like I said, a draft, and then I would have two or three people look at it. Two or three people that you really trust that are empathetic, compassionate people, and then. See what they say. Not necessarily that you have to change what they tell you to do, but just have someone else look it over. That would be my suggestion. Okay, so with this, I, I would like... I wish I could meet this person because I'm not sure if they mean obituary or if they mean eulogy. 
because in the in the question he's asking advice for a brother's obituary, but he's saying that his father is telling him to write it as if it's a letter to his brother. And so that seems more like a eulogy. An obituary is like a, a small autobiography of the person, right? But but I'm gonna stop myself for there because that's partially me being a traditional funeral professional. Meaning I'm used to obituaries being a certain way and a certain format as this is what this person did. This is where he lived. This is what he did. These are the, this is the jobs, the occupation, the kids he had, grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. I do know now in today's world, obituaries are more um, open. They're more um, personal, personal. Um, so maybe it is an obituary, but I wanted think he's meaning a eulogy because of that that's more of telling the story of his brother and the relationship with his brother um obituary is the notice in online or on in newspapers that have the person's death a eulogy is the actual um, speech that is given at a memorial service or um, funeral for an individual I'd be I'd be interested to see because I might be um, confused by the terminology. Does that does that make sense, Doc? Absolutely. No, I get I get what you're I get what you're saying. I'm just saying in general, writing about. Well, I um, think even if it's an obituary, I think writing a letter to his brother is wonderful and helpful. But writing a letter to his brother, he's not going to talk about where he probably went to school and, and all that, that, that comes in a normal format. And yet again, I'm saying normal and in, in quotations and that, um, but yeah, I absolutely writing it and having somebody look over. It's wonderful. But I also liked what you said about take what people say with a grain of salt, because at the end of the day, you actually know your brother more than anybody else does. And don't hide. If you want to bring up that your brother ended his life, um, it's important to communicate about this, especially if we're going to try to have a better uh, open discussion about this to not only be able to um, possibly help individuals going through that, but also put a term on something that is real. The last thing I want to say about this question before we close up the episode is like, it's okay to say no to. It's okay to set that boundary. It is okay to be like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable doing that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you need to take care of you. So thank you for sending that in. It made me thought. Made me, made me thought. Made me it think. It made me thought. Made me thought. Uh, thank you yet again for listening. <laughs> thank you again for giving us your questions. Um, before we close today, just want to tell you about an awesome company, No Story Lost. They will turn your parents, your loved one's life into a story, into a beautiful storybook. They're offering you, the listeners, an extra two copies of the books with promo code LTAD. You can also look up on your on your smartphones, the GriefWorks app, or on any computer. You can go to loomapps.com backslash LTAD for 15% off the GriefWorks app. It is a wonderful resource. It, it goes through steps. It helps you just, you can go from one step to another. You can keep going back and forth. It has its own journal. You can talk to actual professionals. It's an absolutely wonderful app. Um, as always, keep sending us your emails, your likes, your reviews. Please go on your things. Write a, write to somebody. You know, we challenge you, somebody who's dealing with grief, like send our podcast out to them. It could really help them out. 
Give us those five stars. Let us know what you like. And as always, Dr. Nicholas, if you are not talking about death, then you aren't living. Thank you so much.